Hey guys, how's it going? So our regular intro will start in just a moment, but we wanted to give you a little bit of an update on this episode. So it's been a little bit since we recorded this one, right? And so when we recorded this, it's before the last two weeks of massive changes yeah. in our lives happened. Right. Right. But we still believe it's valuable content that will definitely help you. Yeah. I mean, this interview honestly is going to change the way I do reselling once things get back to normal. Um, in the interview, even I talk about going to Uganda, which obviously is not happening right now. Uh, but when you listen to the things that Jen has to say, she's going to change the way I resell. I know she has a big impact on the way Orlando is going to be reselling. Uh, so you're going to get a lot of great information on this. Um, also, we had a little bit of technical difficulties at the beginning. Yeah, just, like, just a little first, bit here and there. The first eight minutes, we had a little bit of cutting in and out on the audio. Um, and we ended up having Jen call in and then that got fixed. So please listen to the first eight minutes. It's definitely worth it, even with the occasional breaking out and things like that. Uh, but if you're watching this, uh, you'll see there's a little bit of issues or if you're listening. Uh, but once we get through this, then the remainder of the episode runs really smoothly. Agreed. And also, by the way, you know, the items that she's talking about are items that are still selling now. That's right. Right. And especially those of us that were banned from non-essentials on Amazon. A lot of the stuff she talks about are essentials. Right. right. So it's definitely worth a listen. Hey, maybe to distract you, maybe to pick up your game right now or maybe in the future. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for staying with us. Make sure to stay safe, stay positive. And that with, with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant and be reselling late. And the episode begins. Here we go. Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode possibly 131. I thought you said 133. Oh, 131? Was that it? <laughs> 131. We're, we're recording this episode a little early in advance, so we hope that it'll drop on a, a specific date and time. And and if the episode number is wrong, then we could just blame Orlando because he's the one that uh, always messes we up We could put like that little anyways. centering sound, like right after I said episode, it'll beep. And people will like wonder, what did I just say? Yeah. That, that, Would that work? Yeah. Sure. Would it keep the pure hustle? I mean, they'll just of... know you probably messed up again, so it'll be <laughs> All fine. All right, there so, we go. Uh, but anyways, we are on another one of our hustle sessions. We got a great interview lined up for you today. So, Orlando, you want to tell us a little bit about our uh, guest today? Yeah. So we all the time you see these, you know, you always see people out flexing on on Instagram, right? So I'm always like, here's my Harley gear. Mike's like, here's my board games. People are like, here's my yeah. Nike shoes. Then there's this random like, I sold aloe vera for a hundred bucks, and you're like, what is this? Like, where does this come from? And so I haven't seen her on any YouTube or heard of her on a podcast. I'm like, we need to bring her on because she is someone who will definitely, definitely bring value. And not only that, it's just a, it's a whole new world. She gives me hope in the reselling world. So, like so, I so, you know, I know we said a lot. So, hey, Jen, Thrifty Travel, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're about. Okay. So my name is Jen and I go by Thrifty Travel on Instagram and YouTube. And I sell on eBay, Macari, Amazon, Poshmark, and I just started ThreadUp. So I'm kind of like all over the place right now. Nice. That's a lot of platforms. Which one's your favorite? Um, you know, I go between eBay and Amazon, honestly. Amazon for the money and eBay for the flexibility mm. and just random randomness of it all. So, yeah, it's hard to say. Okay, so give us... Little bit. I'm, I've been really intrigued by you know. I you just show up on the scene like I just see Instagram posts, but I don't know the story behind it, right? Because everybody when they start reselling, usually it's something that they've seen on YouTube or something. But I really haven't seen the stuff that you sell. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Like when did you start reselling, or what got you hooked, and and what led to now? Okay, so I won Starbucks for a year, uh, like coffee for a year, like five, six years ago. And I'm like, what the heck am I going to do with all this coffee? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You won Starbucks for a year? Yeah. So you know how Starbucks has like the games that you can play? Uh -huh. like what? So anyway, so I ended up winning and I'm like, what am I going to do with all this coffee? I can't drink all this coffee. So I started selling it on eBay and that's how I got hooked. Nice. That's one of the most unique stories I've ever heard. I've I mean, never heard of anybody winning. Yeah, I know a lot of people try. You know, that's weird, though, because I, I know I never win anything, but I have a, quite a few friends who won some stuff. So that's pretty interesting that, that you, one, were able to win one of those like sweepstake things. And two, that you didn't just because I always wonder that sometimes it's like, you know, McDonald's is having free double cheeseburgers for life. And it's like, yeah, who's going to use that? And what are the stipulations? But it's kind of cool to right. think like you were actually able to do something with all that extra coffee. So what is it just the coffee or could you also get drinks every time you showed up? So how it was is they sent me coupons. So um, it was for the Keurig pod. So I could get like a box of 12, uh, like 
every day for a year or something. I don't know. It was wow. something. So, yeah. And so I didn't even have a Keurig machine. And so I was like, I'm just going to sell this on eBay. And then like, I just became instantly fascinated by the whole thing of reselling and making money. And that's where it all started. So had you never sold anything on eBay before that? That was my first thing. Wow. Wow. And so were you like the Keurig queen? Like, was it like everybody came to you because they knew you had the pods? Is that how it worked yeah. on eBay? Yeah. So it was crazy because, you know, Keurig is not, hasn't been around that long. If you think about it, the pods haven't really been along, around that long. And so um, I was flipping just strictly Starbucks K-Cups and people were just like swarming to eBay to buy them. I don't know if they weren't able to find them in their stores, mm. what was happening. But, um, yeah, it just, it was like, it was insane. So, yeah. Okay. So that started. <laughs> no, that's, so while you're selling those, though, are you slowly going high? I wonder if there's other things I can sell or did you just do that until you run out? Yeah. So I ran out of the, the, the pods and then I was like, well, I, this, ha I can't stop. I mean, this was so much fun. I loved it. I loved the shipping. I loved the money, everything. Mm. So, that's when I started hitting up all the thrift stores and finding stuff flip on the internet. And so, yeah. And then it just has just gotten so much bigger, bigger, bigger time. Crazy now. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, so, so thrift stores. So that's kind of my, my, my favorite place to go. I love going to thrift stores and garage sales and picking up stuff. Um, and, and you clearly now are doing, like you said, more Amazon and, and that's kind of how you're making the, the bulk of your money. Um, is, yeah. is the thrift store hunt though, still something that's part of, uh, how you resell? Yeah. You know, honestly, it just depends on the, the mood that I'm in. So either I'm in a thrift store mood and that's all I want to do for the day, or, or I want to do all retail arbitrage. And so I'll have a day of just doing retail. So it's really hard for me to do both in one day. Um, so it just depends on my mood really, honestly. So it's hard to say, but uh, thrifting is always like a good stress reliever for me. And I just enjoy going down the aisles and see what I can find. And yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. Okay. So what was the first thing you sold outside of K-Cups? <laughs> I'm just interested. <laughs> I think one of my oddest, um, things I've ever sold was, okay. So <laughs> hopefully you don't, so Scientology, I didn't know anything about Scientology. Uh, I was at my village and I found an e-meter machine. I don't know if you've yeah. this before. Okay, so you know how Tom Cruise, they have all those advertisements, Tom Cruise, like holding those cans. Mm -hmm. So I found an e-meter uh, machine at Value that came 20 bucks for it and I sold it $300. Hey, can you repeat that? Because it was breaking up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, breaking here. up just a little oh. bit. Am I? Oh, okay. So. I don't know part you want me to repeat, but um, oh no! So you you found an e meter, mm -hmm. right? And you found yeah. that at Value Village. How much did you pay for it at Value Village? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks. Okay, and, and then it's yeah, and it sold for three hundred. Right. You said. So I ended up selling it on eBay for like three hundred dollars. So nice. it was just like probably the one of the weirdest things that I've ever flipped before because you know who's out buying e meter or. Picking up e-meter machines at Value Village. So I what mean, keywords did you use? I'm interested. <laughs> did you put Scientology, e-meter, like... Tom Cruise. Like, yeah. Did you, did you throw Tom Cruise yeah. in there? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I probably did. Yes. So, yeah. Wow. I that That is a random... Okay, Jen. That is, that's random. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, most people are like, oh, I found this Hawaiian shirt mm. or I found this pair of shoes. But you found an e-meter. I've never even seen one in real life. Yeah. No, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of an interesting thing and, and a cool one to find for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. And I had enough, you know, like I didn't have a care in the world. I'm like, I'm going to throw this up on eBay and see what happens, you know? So that's what I love about eBay. It's just so random. You can put anything on there and there's going to be a buyer for it. Um, I think it's just awesome. I love it so much. Okay. So then you started... Yeah, I have mentioned, I've watched some of your videos. You had mentioned you enjoy selling men's clothes over women's clothes. And uh, you had mentioned, you know, you look at, I would say, expired discontinued stuff. And we'll share that in a little bit. Talk to me a little bit about, was there anything that became your niche, like at that time? Or was it just pretty much anything you could find? Um, So I've always been really, uh, so in Washington State, you can 
the thrift stores have beauty. Like they have a huge section of beauty products that you can buy at the thrift store used and new. And so that has just really become my niche just because there's so much of it here. I have traveled like all over the country and I know that other states don't have what we have here in Washington with the beauty products that you buy at thrift stores. But there is such a great markup uh, for uh, selling beauty, especially discontinued beauty, beauty products that women can't buy more. Uh, so I've made a lot of money doing that, just thrifting strictly beauty products instead of like clothes or is uh, or all right, so we were experiencing a little bit of technical difficulties there, and in order to make sure that we have the best quality for all of you listeners, uh, we have um, decided to have Jen call in, and so she's on the phone now. Uh, we've got her picture on the screen, so Just if you're watching it real. on YouTube, yeah, that's, that's right. how we do it. That's right. We got to be real. You know, sometimes uh, sometimes things don't run perfectly, but you've got to adapt. And hey, that's like a good lesson, even in reselling in life, right? You got to adapt. You make it happen. That's right. So Orlando, I think you had a question yep. you were asking. Exactly. I was going to take you take the bad bananas, you make them into milkshakes. Isn't it? Banana bread? Make <laughs> banana bread. That's what it is. Banana bread. <laughs> what a way to start. Okay. All right. So I don't know how much of this question got caught before everything went down. But so I had noticed on some of your videos, you know, you had shared that you pick up. Yeah. And we've talked about this just now. Some new stuff that sells well. But there's some things, right, that you would say are and you don't pick up. And, and why is that, Jen? Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's against eBay policy. So you can't like uh, sell like lipstick, foundation, eyeshadow, mascara, uh, those products you won't be able to sell used. And you probably wouldn't want to anyway, because you might give somebody a disease without right. knowing it or, yeah. So, but you're, but you're perfectly okay with, um, they're basically eBay says as long as the applicator doesn't touch the other person who's ever buying your product doesn't touch their skin, um, then you're okay to sell it. So, um, so like a mascara wand, it would, the wand would touch someone's, you know, eyelashes and the lipstick would touch, you know, the wand, whatever the tube would touch someone's lips. So, so you're okay with like shampoo conditioner because, you know, you squirt that on your hand and then you, whatever. Yeah. Put it in your hair and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. That so, makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's almost like yeah. common sense yeah. if you think about it. Just like, yeah, if you wouldn't want to share that kind of stuff. So that stuff you can't really right. sell used. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I have no problem. Like, hey, can I borrow, you know, some shampoo or, you know, something like that? That's that's not the same as, you know, can I borrow your stick of deodorant? You know, there's there's some differences there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My, yeah, that would be kind of Direct weird. contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. So, hey, yeah, let's, um, let's get back to products in a little bit. I wanted to talk more. I want to talk a little bit about your model of reselling, right? Because I'm sure everybody's wondering, you know, how much can you make? And is it is it worth it? Like, do you need to have different niches and so on? So what does your model, model look like? Like, is it do you have like a set schedule during the week? Are you part time? Are you full time? Are you fast and go slow time? Can you break down some of that for us? Oh, sure. Yeah. So I actually have a full time job. I work nine to five. And I do reselling is like my hobby, my fun money, my savings account. Um, I tell people that I do it part time, but you know, honestly, I feel like I probably put more work and thought into it than I do my full time job. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, reselling is you have people emailing you in the middle of the night. I mean, you're selling stuff in the middle of the night you're selling stuff on Sundays. I mean, so it's really, it does take a lot more work, <laughs> you know, more than just Monday through Friday, eight to four, eight to five, whatever. So reselling for me is actually, I say part-time, but I think it's probably a lot more for me than that. Um, and that's okay because I love it so much that I don't view it as, I don't know. It's just, it's, I just love it. So I, I probably do it a lot more than, I say that I do. <laughs> no, I, I yeah. think to yeah. everybody. Yeah, and I think so. that's pretty normal too for like you said, for people yeah. who are part time is is you're right. Like even in your nine to five job, you're often, you know, sending offers or accepting offers and you know, right. maybe you've got a few extra minutes so you're listing things. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if any of my bosses yeah. listen to this, so I'm not going to say that there's times <laughs> when I'm at my computer, you know, doing a few things, but you know, I'm sure it happens. 
Yeah, I probably shouldn't say that, but yeah, I yeah. So when you <laughs> price your things, Jen, yeah. do you do you list high? Are you looking like at the middle of the market, bottom of the market? Is there a quick turnaround because some of this stuff is expired? Like, what does that look like? Um, so for me, you know, I'm probably like probably one of the most patient resellers there is, there is out there, and I just kind of gauge that from what people say on Instagram. I am. I am not looking, I'm not always looking for that quick buck. Like I don't mind hanging on to, to a product because I know that it's discontinued. And if you, and it's, and this is really how it works with discontinued products is the supply and demand. So I don't mind listing things high and just waiting for the people that maybe want to price that lower than me sell out. And I just kind of hold on. So I prefer like that long-term um, dime. And then there is other people <clears throat> that will even hold out things longer than I will and make even more extra money. So, um, but yeah, I'm more long-term unless there's something happening and I want to go on a trip or something. And so then I'll start letting things go a little bit under what I normally would just because I want cash because I'm going to go somewhere or whatever. So it's kind of nice to have that flexibility when you sell discontinued products, you kind of just get to name your own, how you want to kind of do things, honestly. Mm how you want to price products. So, so do you have a set schedule of yeah. sourcing? Like you rotate each week or you're kind of like, Hey, I feel like going here today and you find stuff. Is that how it works for you? Um, I, I, I try to go, I try to pop in like, so I source a lot at grocery stores. So I kind of incorporate it with, Oh, I better pick up something for dinner. And grocery then I'll stores. like head down, to the, head down to the, I'll head, to the beauty aisle and then totally forget why I went to try to get dinner. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I do, I do a lot of sourcing at grocery stores. I pick up a lot of discontinued at, at products at grocery stores. I don't think people just don't realize that it, it's out there. So, but it is. See, for I me though, thank people to go look. When I think about grocery stores, I think of like super expensive uh-huh. prices, right? Mm, like right. for instance, well, uh-huh. for me, I'd rather drive like my grocery stores, like, a minute away, but I'd rather drive the 10 yeah. minutes away to go to Walmart or, or, or you know, another store nearby uh-huh. that, cause it's cheaper, but you're saying that there's the prices are good enough to make profit at the grocery store. Yeah, for sure. Well, probably just my grocery store. I mean, I have, <laughs> it just depends on what area you're in. Don't ever disclose where you're at, Jen. Area. Yeah. So, I mean, I flew into San Diego last spring. And I went to San Isidro. I went down to uh, Grocery Outlet. I went all up and down I-5 right in there. And uh, I found so much stuff in San Diego at your grocery stores. You guys have this health market, this grocery healthy grocery store in um, Point Loma. Mm. And I found so much stuff there. It was crazy. So you guys have it. I mean, I feel like it's everywhere. People just don't know to look for it. And now we ruined it because we're sharing okay. it on, <laughs> on our podcast. You know, what, you know what health food I'm talking about in Point Loma? Uh, really probably Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is a big one. Um, no, not no, it's, no Joe's. she knows Trader no. Joe's. How about we just we just leave it at that? Yeah. Okay. And, and if people want to go on the hunt, go find yeah, it. Yeah. I give away all your secrets. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know where you, what you're doing after this, Mike. But I'm taking a little trip. <laughs> we're going to the grocery store. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. wow, that's what I mean. It gives me hope because for me, it's like, hey, if clothing gets saturated, I can find something here. If yeah. electronics get saturated, if this gets, sat- I mean, mm-hmm. you bring a different angle than pretty much anybody we've had on the podcast mm. up until this point, oh, okay. right? And mm-hmm. this is yeah. why this is why we thought it'd be great to have you on. Now, with that though, I, I you saw on Amazon, and I have my concern with Amazon because Amazon. I remember at one point in time, I was trying to do topicals. And I knew a lot of people that were getting cease and desist letters for that. Have you experienced any of that? mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I will say like, I get a lot of cease and desist letters through eBay, like it's coming through messages. And so it's like a, some random company. I don't know what they're doing. If they have employee people to send other sellers messages uh, with a letter attached to it. So basically with eBay, if eBay doesn't want you to sell a product, they will remove the listing. So um, so typically with eBay, if I get those random messages attached, a PDF or whatever of some cease and desist letter, I always ignore it. 
The only person that I listen to on eBay is eBay. Um, and so with Amazon, that's a whole different beast. Mm. So actually with Amazon, you get a cease and desist letter. It's going to come to you FedEx to your house and then you have to sign for it. So that way the lawyer knows that you did receive it. Those are a little bit more scary. Uh, so what do I say about those? Uh, I usually will take my listing down if I get those FedEx, that FedEx letter sent to me directly from a lawyer's office. How common is that though? Is it like, are you saying like maybe 1% of the time or is it, is it a frequent thing? Um, well, I just got my first one just came to me a couple of weeks ago. I know other people actually get them from different products. So people that like a lot of people were selling um, the Neko is the same company that does Neko Sprangler. I think that's what it's called. They were selling the Conversation Heart candies back before the factory, right after the factory closed. They were getting uh, cease and desist letters sent to them to stop selling the candy. Huh? After so the factory closed. Always, yeah, after the factory closed. Mm-hmm. So it's not always just beauty products. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I and I just wonder about that. No, but on Amazon, right? I mean, you've, how long have you been yeah. selling on Amazon, Jen? Um, you know, I just really started hitting it pretty hard, like March, 2019. So not very long. I, Amazon is scary. I don't know, you know, how long, like, I don't know. People just don't last forever. Like they do on eBay, honestly. Mm. It, it, you know, it's Amazon funny. Is, <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. No, you're saying something about Amazon. We're just laughing because yeah. we did a reactionary video um, about Amazon. And uh, yeah, I think some of the consensus was that Amazon is scary. But so tell me it's though, scary. but you, okay. So we hear all the time from people saying Amazon is, I'm gating everything. I'm brand new. I can't find anything. And mm-hmm. you're in a field that I would think is highly gated. Are you saying that you've been able to find a lot of stuff that you're ungated in? Well, you know, it just took, it took me like maybe it's taken me a while to get to that point. Like I was selling when I, the only, when I first started selling on Amazon was back like in 2016, but it was just really random and I was only selling Starbucks on there. And so it's taking me this point, 2019, I got ungated and topical, but I wasn't really, I didn't have a professional account. I would just throw up listings here and there, really just random um, but if you're really consistent with it, I would say about six months it would take to get ungated and topicals. If you're like listing on there and selling and shipping and, you know, maintaining those metrics and um, it, yeah, probably about, it takes probably about six months to get ungated and topicals if you put some little bit of effort into it. Nice. And are you doing FBA or are you doing yeah. merchant fulfilled for those? Um, so I actually do both. And now I'm starting to do a lot more fulfilled but my merchant because of the returns are so high when you do uh fba mm. like people will just return like just make up these horrible excuses <laughs> and so i got really tired of it what i got tired of is that certain products i'm like no you're not going to do that to that product i'm not going to let you mm. so yeah um meaning that i put in a lot of time to go find it and so those the the products that I become like emotionally attached to, which I know you shouldn't do as a reseller, but <laughs> you know it happens. Uh, I do fulfillment by merchant. That way, if they return it to me, they have to pay a twenty percent restocking fee if it comes back in the condition I sent, and if it comes back missing the package or whatever, then they get a fifty percent restocking fee. So that kind of it makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> nice, more justice, yeah. right? They can't just make stuff up. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, justice for my time, basically. So I don't know. I know that's horrible, and that's not what. <laughs> oh, you run a business. Should, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So well, good. Well, so I, I mean, you yeah. mentioned already a couple times, like how you are are sourcing, and you say, you know, when you travel or you've traveled down to San Diego, and it seems like traveling is something you do. I mean, it's it's in your name, right? So so tell us a little bit about that. So. What I discovered was, well, it kind of just started with me, like, I flew to Paris to get the Starbucks mugs, and I, because I could sell them for a lot of money on eBay and Amazon, and then... Wait, let's uh, rewind a little bit. You flew to Paris to get mugs, or you flew to Paris and got mugs? 
I flew to Paris to buy mugs. I think I, w- nice. I was there like 24 hours. Yeah. Really? Okay. Explain to me. Yeah. So you, the cost of fly- flying to Paris was worth it to you to get the mugs. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because, well, the thing is, too, with me is that I have a nine to five. So, like, we'll have, like, a paid holiday. And so I always try to incorporate, okay, I'm going to be gone. I'm going to, like, I have to go get out of town. So it's it's hard for me to, like, get take time off work, like, big chunks of time. So I always try to, like, when they give us, like, an extra day, like, a three-day, four-day weekend, I always try to go somewhere, take advantage of it. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, so if you're ever in Paris or yeah, definitely pick up the Starbucks mugs. They flip really fast and easy back here in the States. Nice. So how are you just out of curiosity, what does the Mm -hmm. logistics of that look like? So I mean mugs are obviously and maybe an extreme example because they're breakable and they take up quite a bit of space. But how are you getting stuff back? Are you like doing luggage? Are you packaging and actually shipping? Like what does that look like for somebody who might say, you know what, I want to do a little bit of traveling. I want to go to Paris and I want to source, yeah. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. So Orlando and I are always looking out for tools and programs that can be used in our own reselling to help improve our sales uh, and things that we can share with the community in order to help others. Uh, And we've been lucky enough to partner with two companies here at the same time uh, that we think do just that. So it's kind of interesting because both of these companies are competition. So, uh, you know, but this is a good thing that we're advertising both, I feel, because we are really, really big on letting you make decisions and not saying like, this is the way you should do things because you know, you know, what's best for your model of selling and what you need to be doing. Uh, so we've been able to partner with list perfectly and Vindu. And both of these are programs that can be used to cross list postings on multiple platforms. This is great because we always talk about the importance of being on multiple platforms and not putting all of your eggs into one basket. But one of the barriers to that is the time issue. And the nice thing with List Perfectly and Vindu is it allows you to make one listing that then gets cross-posted to multiple platforms. So you're not having to post things multiple places and spend that time. And in this case, that time saved is money you're making. So both of these companies have a special offer for our listeners if you were to sign up. Um, you need to sign up using the affiliate links that we have in our descriptions or show descriptions in order to get the uh, promotional codes. Uh, so first of all is List Perfectly. They're giving 30% off your first month, which is amazing. And they've got some incredible things that they they offer. So uh, for instance, your postings go to eBay, they go to Mercari, Depop, Grail, Etsy, Poshmark. There's just so many. You got to check it out. There's almost too many to list here. Um, and so if you sign up, you get 30% off, but you have to use our... our link and then use the code LP30. And then the other one is Vindu. Vindu is very similar. Uh, you're going to get 25% off your first month if you use our affiliate link. You don't have to use a promo code. Just click on the link in the description. Uh, and your your listings are going to go to eBay. They're going to go to Etsy. They're going to go to Poshmark. They're going to go to Mercari. So this is just a great opportunity for you to save some time, get on multiple platforms, and maybe make some more money. Yeah. <laughs> so what I do is I always the mugs come onto the plane with me and my husband usually comes with me. So we uh, like go to the store and they have the reusable shopping bags and we'll just fill those up. And then just that's our carry on instead of like having a carry on, we just put the mugs overhead and off we go. (laughs) Wow. Now you did some sightseeing in in between all that, right? You didn't just like go to Starbucks, get on a plane and hop back. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, no, we spend, yeah, we spend, we, go see the Eiffel Tower and do all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. So And that's an interesting thing too, because I was just thinking like, okay, like, well why would why would people just not in Paris be be buying the mugs and shipping them? But but if you think about it, it's because nobody wants to buy the stuff from overseas because the shipping is so expensive and all of that. So if you're bringing it back into the States, the demand is going to be higher here for people, you know, wanting mm-hmm. to be able to buy it within the States. So I think that's actually a very like clever way of thinking of, hey, I'm going to go somewhere exotic or somewhere far away, knowing that, yeah, that stuff might only cost a little bit there, but to ship it to America is expensive. So you're kind of taking on the shipping cost, but you're actually getting to enjoy the the trip at the same time. That's genius. Yeah. Yeah. And it just gives me a break from like the nine to five and just getting out of town. And yeah. Yeah. So, so that's one example. Yeah. That's, that's what we do. <laughs> okay, so I've noticed yeah, on your so, Instagram, okay, you've gone to a ton of places. 
Right? Like you can go, you have your highlights and I'm like, wow, she went, whoa, she went there. She went there. Out of all those places, what, what would you say? And I, obviously we're not going to have a bunch of like resellers buy plane tickets and go source there. Which, <laughs> which was your favorite place to go to and why? And which was your favorite place to source and why? Okay. So the Caribbean, hands down, there's so many islands. And so the opportunities are endless. And my goal is to go to every single island there is and just buy as much discontinued products as I can. I'm just really obsessed about it right now. We just, uh, we went to St. Lucia. So we, wait, so we flew into St. Martin and we were there for a couple of days and then, uh, filled up. This much. I mean, I, we, I went to every single grocery store on the island and I found so much stuff. And then we, packed it up so what i did was i went to like a shipping place there and bought it like a cardboard box and i put all the product in there and then i just checked the box onto the plane and we flew to Atlanta and then uh took an uber to fedex fedex the box home and then the next day we jumped on another plane and head to saint lucia and unfortunately we didn't have a rental car uh because it was the time of year was like christmas time new year so there was no rental cars so I had to just like put it to all these different pharmacies that were by the resort and just did it all over again. Um, and I would say that the Caribbean is like a time warp. Like they don't get like the newest and greatest beauty products. They want to sell what they already have mm. and then they'll probably get more in it because it's so expensive to have stuff shipped over there. So it's like a gold mine for discontinued uh, beauty products, shampoo, um, toothpaste. I mean, you name it. It's just like, oh my gosh. Uh, household products. Another thing that I bought in the Cayman Islands was all this household products that I sold on Amazon for made a lot of money on that. So I would say anybody that goes to the Caribbean, I've already pretty much, I would say don't go to St. Martin because I've wiped them <laughs> out, but any other <laughs> So interesting. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is one of the most yeah. intrigued I've ever been on a, on an interview. Like I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, cause I'm going to, um, to Uganda, um, actually probably by the oh, time this God. is releasing, this is, I'm probably already in Uganda, uh, but I'm planning on going to Uganda for a trip. Um, and you know, it's different because it's a third world country and I'm, I'm, you know, not looking, it's not going to probably have the same types of stuff. Uh, but even with that, um, I know that there are like ministries and groups there that do, um, like ladies will make baskets and they sell it to help their villages. And like those types of things could uh, potentially be like a mutual thing, right? Like I'm helping them and then those things could sell here. Uh, but I'm just Absolutely. so intrigued with the idea of being able to go somewhere, pay for the trip and, and, you know, stimulate the local economy too. I mean, you're doing a lot of good yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I love it. I, I, it's just great. Like we go, I go into like, I don't go into where all the tourists are. I'm going into like, places where they're like kind of, Oh, why, you know, why is she in here or whatever? But, um, not in a bad way, but just like, you know, off the beaten path or whatever. And I'm like spending $500 on all this toothpaste and they're just like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. And think, you know, I'm like, no, thank you. I mean, it's like a two way street here. So it's so, yeah, this is so that. wild I love to supporting me. the locals. So, yeah. so do people, so, so what you're saying, okay, can you give us an example? I, if you want, I'm not saying you have to share your bolo, but like a household product. Cause I'm thinking of household products. Like, are we talking about like some, like I know some items that are hot are kind of like wood polish kind of stuff that have been discontinued, stuff like that. Is that what you're talking about? Like, is there something you could share? Like, give us an example. And if you don't oh, want yeah. to, we totally understand. Cause we're, we're about not no. sharing if you can't share. Oh no, it's fine. It's just, um, it's these packets. It's this refill thing that I just shared it on Instagram. But so it's something they people clean with their stove. It's like um, moist. Uh, I can't think of the name right now. Um, wipes or whatever, and it comes in a foil package. And there's like six per package. Anyway, we there's a lot of us that there's a lot of people that can find it at East Hardware. Mm. Um, but we were selling them for like forty dollars for a pack of six. These stove wipe things. I don't know. So. When I went to the Cayman Islands, there was a grocery store that had a bunch of them. So, and that's easy to get back home because they're in a foil package and they're not going to leak. And yeah, so yeah, just random, yeah, stuff like that. 
So, so what what does it look like Foil. though when it, when you're trying to go through like customs and you've got all this stuff and like you're claiming these things that you're bringing mm-hmm. back? Like, what are what does the process of that look like? And do you have tips and tricks for any of our listeners who might be like, you know what, I'm taking a vacation, I'm gonna go visit Japan or wherever they're gonna go. Um, mm-hmm. What can they expect as they're dealing with going through customs and claiming that type of stuff? So I would say, so do research whatever country you're going to and seeing and check to see how much you can bring back without paying duty on. So like when you go to the Caribbean, you it's $800 per person. Um, and then you don't have to pay any duty on that. So when you go through customs, the main things that they're looking for is alcohol, tobacco, food, and animals. Mm. And so if you're not carrying any of those four things, <laughs> you're pretty much okay. Yeah. And so you just want to tell them, yeah, hey, I went to Starbucks and I'm bringing back some bucks. Nice. Now, but um, if so it's whatever. but since I and I have had TSA go. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. You're gonna you're about to answer the question I was about oh. to ask. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So I have TSA has gone through my luggage before my check bag because they'll they'll leave a um they're required to like let you know mm-hmm. like hey your bag was searched or whatever and so they'll put in a this pamphlet thing saying we searched your bag so. They have searched, like, probably because I had a bunch of toothpaste in there. They probably just wanted to make sure it was toothpaste in the tubes and not powder right. or whatever. Yeah, makes sense. So have you found, yeah. like, tubes yeah. squeezed? Is that is that how you know? Or is it because they just left you a note? No, no, no. They, they didn't do any. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't open the toothpaste. Or maybe they just didn't peek inside. I don't know. But they just left a thing in there saying, a form saying, yeah, hey, we went through your suitcase. Mm. We inspected it. <clears throat> So you're saying yeah, is no. the best sourcing for you has not been in the States. It's actually been outside of the States. Is that what you're saying? Is that correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Cause the Caribbean, like I said, is like a, like time has stopped basically. So, cause they don't, once they get this product in, they're not, it's not going, it's not going to end up in a landfill. Like it would here probably, you know, just throw it out. We don't want it. We're the next newest beauty products coming in so we got to make room on the shelf for it it doesn't happen over there totally different it's just too expensive it's just too expensive to have the products rotating through like they do here in the states Mm. you know the newest thing will come up the newest hair product and so let's make room on the shelf for that and get rid of what's there it doesn't that doesn't happen over there so that's why it's such a gold mine to go over there so does the American dollar carry a lot more and our prices? So I, for example, I know some people that I had friends of mine that went to El Salvador and the price of like milk was the same as it was here, but they, their, their money was way less valuable than our dollar here. Do you find that same scenario? Mm-hmm. Are the prices the same as it would be here or are they cheaper? And does the American dollar carry more? Uh, I would say everything over there is a lot more expensive. Oh, for okay. sure. Yeah. Yep. Especially in the Cayman Islands, because you're paying Cayman dollars, which is a little bit higher than the Euro. So, so yeah. So you just got to think about that too. But it's still profitable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, for sure. Okay. And when you talk margins, I'm asking all these questions because I'm part of me is like, I want to go to the Caribbean now because I've never been. And if I could pay my way, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Are you talking about 50%? Are you talking about 100% margin? Like uh, doubling your money? Is that what, what, what's it look like? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So there was some hair product that I bought and uh, I paid $6 and I was selling it on Amazon for 60. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's pretty insane. Like there's, yeah, it's pretty remarkable. You guys, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right. And I can't, I can't say yeah. we're going to, we're going to kill the market because it's going to take a lot. I mean, yeah. let alone going to a thrift store. No. People don't go, but people aren't going to hop on a plane and go to St. Martin's or yeah. to the Cayman Islands. No, and go no, it's fine. And they should, yeah, they should. And actually, you know, I have, I have some people actually that live or have family, they'll send me videos at the grocery store and they'll show me all this stuff and they're like oh we're buying it and i'm, I'm gonna send it home so my family in the states can sell it thank you jenny for letting us know oh wow. gosh i forgot what island it was it was some island right next to aruba that it, um anyway i was just like so happy i mean that's yeah i mean go for it i want people to it's there they should take advantage of it they just 
yeah. So I'm glad the word's getting out. So yeah, and that's good. And and I, and I like too how you mentioned because because I think I think mm-hmm. I'm just thinking if I'm a listener, there's probably something like oh, but you're taking product that those 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 people need. Uh, but like you mentioned, you're stimulating the economy there, and there's people there who can do the same thing. And when there's an economic transaction happening like that, um, they're now going to be able to get more product in the newer stuff in. Uh, so it, it's not like you're you're taking the things that like the the locals need because you're you're providing the money that they can now get more things, right? Right. Yeah. I didn't even think about it that way. That's so true. Because now you take all that, take all the stuff off the shelf, there's shelf space, and now they can get the newest thing in. Yeah. So that's so true. Have you ever yeah, been? No, quest- actually, oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, man, I've been interrupting <laughs> yeah, like you're, crazy. You're, you're, you're just jumping in there, Alana. Everyone that's listening, my apologies. I'm just, I'm super pumped about this episode. Yeah. Normally, you're cutting me off. Now you're cutting our guest off. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so, okay. So, my, now, now I can't remember my question. Oh, here's my question is, have you ever been, has anybody ever refused to sell to you? So, you know, here we get stores like Target and so on. They're like, oh, we're not going to sell to resellers. Have you encountered any of that when you've been buying internationally? No, mm-mm, no. Okay, I haven't. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Now, now, yeah, no, obviously, obviously, the um, the the cosmetics are like kind of your bread and butter. And you mentioned not going to like touristy places. Have you ever like tried your hand? I mean, I think Starbucks mugs might be an example of that. Uh, but when you do go to some places like the the Caribbean islands, you're going to have the tourist sections where they have you know the odds and ends trinkets and things like that. Do you would you say that? Uh, that that's a potential place that you could be sourcing to and then selling those types of things in the States? Or um, is that something where maybe that's not where you want to be looking? Um, I, not like in the touristy like shops where they try to sell the trinkets, but like the pharmacies around the touristy places are probably a good sourcing spot. Um, I, yeah, so... Yeah, so I would say I don't pick up any, like, trinkets or... I mean, I do source in the touristy spots just because they have, like, grocery stores and pharmacies and mm. stuff, but, um, yeah. So stay away from trinkets is what you're saying? Um, yes. Good. Yeah, okay. I would. Or I just haven't found... Or I haven't found that niche yet. There might be something there that we I haven't even discovered, so... Right. Yeah, because I was thinking about that. Like, I went to Nepal yeah. years and years ago, and, you know, I love going through the tour section and buying, like, the the like the the shawls and things like that and they had the really cool ones from like you know made out of like a special type of wool and and i'm just wondering like they they do pretty decent prices there but i i I was like i wonder if this stuff is like valuable in the states or if like our markets are flooded and it's not um but i like the idea of thinking outside Mm -hmm. of the box and and not getting stuck into these are the things you buy when you're in the caribbean islands but it's like no buy the same things you normally buy but but just you're getting it at a different place and stuff that you probably can't get where we're at. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. You just would have to figure out the country and what. Yeah. All right, let's I mean, it's back. just like always, you're always just learning. Like it's always something new. Mm. Oh, definitely learning to, on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah, for sure. All right. So let's bring it back. Yeah, to- no, I'm trying to think. You have me like intrigued. Like I'm trying to think to myself, what could you find in Uganda? I'm like so excited <laughs> for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, if you think of yeah. something, let me know. Send me a send, send me a d- yeah. DM before I go, so I can uh, be on the lookout. That'd be great yeah, if I could pay my way. Yeah, there there has to be. Yeah. All right, so let's bring it back to the states, just because okay. I know some of our listeners are like we're not going to travel, like we're just trying to make it. Yeah. And, and but again, yeah, Jen has provided an avenue that, like, if you never traveled, this is a way for you to be able to travel, right? I mean, this is this is this is pretty good. I mean, I myself, I'm thinking. Hey, I might have a week off in the summer that I'll just go sourcing somewhere and and buy some stuff. Now, in the states, so we we shared a little bit about thrift stores and we talked about you know discontinued items and what to look for and so on. In the retail arbitrage world, number one, obviously it's a little bit more competitive. But to me, uh-huh. so I've gone to those off-price stores and I go there and I actually have. I've done the scanning with my phone. I've done the eBay research and. I, you know, I hate it when people say this because it's like, no, there's stuff there. But my, I, would t- I say I don't find anything. So how do you how do you yeah. know? Like, is there any t- telltale signs about, OK, this RA item is something I should actually spend my time researching? Right. So, you know what? I I feel how you do about so a lot of those 
discount stores like Big Lots and Grocery Outlet and stuff. I'm starting to like stay away from those places now just because the competition is so, it's just getting really bad, especially on Amazon. Um, but there is like the, the smaller type discount stores, um, that aren't like most people don't really think about or even consider that have like a bunch of expired food and they're kind of just like, you wouldn't want to buy, you wouldn't want to buy anything to eat there or drink there or whatever, but they have really good like beauty products and like, like this one discount store I went to, I just cleared out the shelf of all the shoe polish that I've been flipping. Um, so I would really just look for the more like mom and pop or like independently owned discount stores that are kind of maybe a little bit seedy, mm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so shoe pol- So when you say cleared out, how much shoe polish are we talking about? Yeah. So the, 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 what is, I don't, I can never say the name of the brand melatonin or melatonin. I don't know. I can't pronounce okay. it right, but a lot, a lot of their products are discontinued. So I like their shoe polish and they have so many products that you can make a lot of money on. So interesting. Sure look for that well, it's kind of like the Doc too. Martens has the Doc Martens has like this polish too that you can't find. Mm. So if you find oh, okay. it, you yeah, can see? make good money on. So I've never seen it, but I've, I've had people tell me, Hey, keep an eye out for this Orlando. Da, 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 da. So, okay. So I, yeah. I see that you share a lot on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, some, yeah, and, and, <laughs> and a lot of people, like I've seen you share like the Starbucks drops and once you share and uh, nothing against you, once you share, I'm like, Oh, yeah. I'm not going to go look for that anymore. Right. And sometimes you yeah. probably are sharing after the fact, or do you find that mm-hmm. like, you're still okay when you share it on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I feel good about what I share on there. I try. So I do have a YouTube channel. So stuff that, cause I have a lot less people that watch my YouTube, YouTube compared to like my IG stories, Instagram stories. So something that I really want to put out there, but I don't want to put it out for the masses. I'll put it on YouTube. Mm, interesting. Cause yeah. you had, you had those thrifty yeah. ice cream scoops you had mentioned. And uh, yeah, on YouTube, yeah, on YouTube, and those did well, right? Yeah, those did. They did well, and now, and now they're not doing so well. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's because you. I just think it's no. just people. No. It, it just word got word spread, and eventually enough people found out about it that scarcity was no longer the issue anymore. You know, right, right, exactly. So where where can our listeners find your YouTube so that way if they want to get those uh, drops your your YouTube channel hopefully won't be so small after this but but w- where do they find you what's your name on that um, it's Thrift to Travel it's the same as my Instagram perfect cool so check out Thrift yeah. to Travel and you will yeah. find the uh, the drops that uh, people I aren't do. finding yet and uh, and and you'll be able to make a ton of money I think Jen should have a bolo group I'm just uh, no I, I'm sorry that's so that's so anti PSO podcast no we. We we're okay. We're, we're all good. We're all good with bolo groups. But I would say, of all the ones I, that I I'd be what? intrigued by, would be yours. Mm. I have I have my own opinion about bolo groups, and so I kind of look at my YouTube channel as like my little my my little my subs are like my bolo group mm. in a way. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, so talk to like us my, about yeah your most random find. Like something that you're just blown away. Like you're like, you doubt you never see it. Uh, do you have anything like that you can want to share? Um, you know, it was so funny because when I first started, I would like go on Craigslist and always look for stuff to flip. Like I was just so obsessed with flipping anything I could find. Um, I There's these college students selling this uh, x-ray machine. I had no idea what it was, but they're like $50 for an x-ray machine thing. And so I went to their frat house and you know, picked it up and I ended up selling it to like some foot doctor at East LA for $2,000. Oh, wow. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. A frat house? What are they doing yeah. with it at a frat house? You probably don't. I know, that. right? It's like, <laughs> they probably stole it from somebody. <laughs> and was there your money? So, <laughs> well, that, yeah, they got their 50 bucks. They could have had kegs upon kegs of 2K though. I <laughs> know. Wow. I know. All right. So the x ray machine, were yeah. you concerned at all? Like, you know, like does eBay, did eBay was there any yeah. resistance, or you just sold it pretty quick? Yeah, I probably, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but this is back like 
<laughs> you know, when you're first starting, you don't really know like what you're not supposed to do. What I mean, what you're not supposed to sell. <laughs> right. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend anybody. Please do not sell any X-ray machines on eBay unless you're like a doctor. Yeah, I've never heard anybody selling an X-ray machine. That's the first one. Yeah, so I yeah. wouldn't do that. Yeah, I was at a thrift store so one I time. Yeah, I was at a thrift store one time and I saw some like dental equipment and it was like big machines. Like I'm talking like <laughs> like huge machines. And I was looking it up and they were selling for quite a bit. But I was like, man, I'm so afraid to like potentially try this. Just yeah. Um, but but, you know, honestly, yeah, it's one of those things, like you said, when you're first starting off, you're a little naive. And sometimes that can uh, right. that can pay off for you. So okay, yeah. I want to know the story, yeah. though. I was totally naive back in the day. Totally naive. I want to know the frat house story. So was it, I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking like, you know, one of those movies, crazy college party. Was it just mellow? Mm -hmm. You just showed up and just the guys like, here's an x-ray machine. You're like 50 bucks. And they're like, all right, good. Is that, did it just go that way? Or did you, I yeah. remember one. No, that's, yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay. Cause when I bought a bunk bed one time, yeah. I went to a frat house and it was like the movies. Like I'm walking oh, through really? this frat house and there's people like wasted in the corner. Like people are partying, music's yeah. blurring. And I'm like, what is going on? And then on top of those awkward, cause I had to back up a truck into this party and it's oh like me God. and my boys and we're like trying to haul this bed out of, out of frown. So I haven't, re I haven't thought about that story in a long time. So, but yeah. yours was pretty chill is what you're saying. Yeah, no, it was like, yeah, it was pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, well, we live in a college town, so they're everywhere. Yeah. All these, frat houses and college kids and but yeah it was yeah okay so talk to funny. us a little bit about your top failures and your top successes you know i my i'm not selling like i'm trying to get away like no more food because food expires and so i found myself like with all this food product I'm like my husband's been drinking these k-cups that expire or best by date, I should say from like 2016. Mm. So, I mean, poor him, but, uh, yeah. So I am learning with retail arbitrage, not to do any more, like really strict about flipping like co certain coffees and mm. food and stuff. So, yeah. Was there ever yeah, a haul? That you I don't want to deal with, I'm sorry. No, was there ever a haul that you dropped a whole bunch of money and then you're like, oh, we shouldn't have bought that? Did you ever have any scenarios yeah. like that? Yeah, and that would be like food stuff. Mm. Yeah. Because once it, you know, passes its best by date and and the months are like going, you know, it's just like too stressful or I don't know. So I'm just staying away from that kind of stuff now. Um, And then like, I can't, I don't, I can't donate it to the food bank because it's the best by date that, you know, passed and yeah. So it doesn't like serve a purpose. But anyway, so yeah, I regret doing that. So um probably wasted a lot of money on that. And so this was a recent thing? Um, pretty recent. Yeah, 2019. Because I only started doing retail arbitrage in 2019, so it's all that's pretty new. Okay. okay. So and I I, yeah. I I can share that experience with you. I mean, I remember I bought a whole bunch of Starbucks Christmas coffee. Right when it went on clearance on Target. And I remember I dropped like $150. Mm. And I was fairly uh -huh. new on Amazon. I didn't know how strict the rules were on Amazon. And uh -huh. I'm like, oh, yeah. this isn't going to expire. Like, probably got, I have a good three months on this. And I think Amazon, if I'm right, it's six months. Like, you can't send, I don't know. I could be wrong. I've stopped doing that too. Cause after that experience, I'm like, I'm not doing this again. So I, I, I hear right. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then yeah, then you get stressed out because everybody's taking it, and it's just it's just like <laughs> just too much, too much stress. So, I'm not doing that anymore. Learned a valuable lesson. It's a good tax write-off, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could take so, that loss, you know, and yeah. and and at least yeah. at least lose some of what you have to pay on your taxes. That's nice. Um, so question yeah. for you, I like to ask um my the the listener or the uh the people we're interviewing, um. If you could offer some life advice, right? So you're obviously, you resell, you've got a lot of experience in that. You're a world traveler um, and you also have a nine to five job. You're holding that down. You got a family, all these things. What are some of the things that you would say, um, if you could give like one or two, maybe it's resell related, but maybe it's not just general. Like what's the thing that you've learned to kind of live your life by or life advice you would give a listener? Um, 
that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, we didn't send you this question. <laughs> I ask every time I'm like, well, you got to add it to the list. Add it to the list. I like catching yeah. them on the spot. We're organic. We're real. So. Yeah, no, no, no. This is fine. Yeah. So in regards to reselling, I just feel like people are so scared. And I just, that just hurts my heart because I just wish people would just go for it and mm. just start doing it. And I get so many people that are, let me say, I'm just scared to start or I don't know where to start. And I think that, um, I think that reselling is to just bring people so much financial freedom. They don't even realize. Mm. Um, so I, I really encourage people just to try it and, and put themselves out there and see what happens. And yeah, I mean, I, it changes lives. You, uh, going to a thrift store and buying something for $5 and flipping it for double, triple, you know, whatever is it, it can really change your life. Mm. And, um, yeah, add extra income and freedom and stuff. I just, I just wish, yeah, people need to go for it. That's good. Yeah. That's great. Do Thank it. you for that. Yeah. Just that yeah. encouragement. Yeah. Cause sometimes that is what holds people back is just a little bit of fear. So just do it. It's better to yeah. do something and, and, yeah. Maybe fail a little bit then did not do anything. Yeah. All right. So I have I wanna yeah. I wanna have a couple of good notes that we end up closing on. So you you've already dropped some major successes. I mean you you sold uh what was that machine, that Scientology machine? What do you call that again? Oh, the e meter, yeah. You sold an e meter. And I, you know, I feel guilty about that. Like I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> did you guys did you ever watch that show on A and E? Um, I watched the documentary that was on Netflix. I'm not sure. Is it the one okay. with uh, um, Rami- Leah Romini? That one? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, but... So bad. but like you I know. should have just trashed it. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, 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 but you don't know, too. Like Some people are just collectors of that kind yeah. of thing. Like It's not necessarily yeah, like true. they're, they're yeah. doing it and it's going to ruin their life, but they might just be like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> this was This was a phase in history where like... You know, it was a big part of a lot of people's lives. And I think Scientology has definitely right. died out since then and is not, you know, as, as yeah. big of a deal. So, um, yeah, there's probably some people who are just intrigued. I mean, I or it listened, could have been a movie prop. Yeah, it could have been a movie prop. I mean, I just listened oh, to a podcast true. recently right. where uh, a guy was really he's like a professor and he like mm-hmm. studies and teaches about the plague. So people buy him like plague related memorabilia. And so, I mean, oh, yeah, wow. it could just be something like that where someone's like, you know, this is yeah. this might be a strange thing that's a little controversial. However... You know, mm-hmm. there's people who just collect things and they're really interested in it. So, yeah, that's true. Very, that's so true. All right. So we had the e-meter. We had the foot X-ray machine that you made a killing on. Do you have one yeah. more, one more major score you'd like to share with us? Uh, you know, I just, I think every day, you know, <laughs> just grinding every day is just. just <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, all yeah, right, no, no, honestly, we'll, we'll go yeah. with that. I mean, I, I will say you are definitely in a, in an excellent niche in the sense that like, this is stuff that it, it takes a little bit of work, you know, especially yeah. for, for, I would say for me, it would be because I don't, I usually thought a grocery stores were like the last place I shop because it's super expensive and there's usually nothing. Right. But you found right. a way to make it happen. You've also international found a way to ha- make it happen. So, so hats off to you. Yeah. That's um, amazing. So where do you see, this is, this is the tough one. Here's another one to prep for, but I think you already prepped. Hmm. Where do you see reselling going in the next few years? I mean, there's a lot going on right now. Uh, you know, we, we have coronavirus, we have the economy and, mm-hmm. and you've been selling some, uh, like hand sanitizers. Those are, those are selling pretty well right <laughs> now too. Um, where yes. do you see reselling going? Yes. <laughs> so you know, what about this with Walmart? I mean, Walmart wants to start doing, like, selling stuff for sellers now. Mm-hmm. Like Amazon, Fulfillment, fine. Yep. Yeah, so I'm, like, I'm ready to try Walmart. Mm. Like, I want to see what that's going to be all about. I want to start, yeah, I'm really interested to see how that's going to work out. So, um, yeah, I'm, I might look into that. It might be my next... Because, you know, Amazon is just like, they'll just like, one day you're in, the next day you're out. Yeah. So it's always with them. It's you just so, it's, you just never know. Um, I think it's always good to have multiple streams selling on different platforms just because you just never know. So, yeah, I might try the Walmart thing. See how that goes. Yeah, and I'm hoping and those listeners that don't know what what we're talking about is Walmart has started fulfillment 
only with vendors right now, but there's a possibility it'll mm-hmm. open up to third party sellers. And yeah. so we'll yeah. see, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all right, Jen. Well, Hey, yeah. thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Sorry that we had some technical difficulties, but I, I think everything worked out and we provided a ton of value, value that probably hasn't been shared in another podcast or avenue. So thank you, Jen. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, I know oh, my, my, my reselling is going to change because of you. So thank you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no worries. I'm so happy. I can't wait to see how your trip goes and hopefully you you share some stuff. Yeah. So. All right, Jen. Well, if you want to find Jen, she is. Go ahead. What are you going to say? One more thing. Oh, no, no, I'm good. All right. All right. So, hey, if you're looking for Jen, find her on Instagram. She is Thrift to Travel on Instagram and Thrift to Travel on YouTube. And with that being said, hey, make sure to be real, be relevant, and be reselling. Peace. Peace.